You're listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric, and today we're talking all about outsourcing. Uh, so, Eric, how's it going today? It's going great. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful day out, nice and sunny. Um, so, I guess we're going to cover a little bit about what is outsourcing, and then maybe when you should do it, when you shouldn't do it, or, you know, what do even people, what do people even consider to be outsourcing, right? Yeah, that's great. I'm, and this is something that we deal with, face all the time. It's like I recently opened up an old email that I haven't looked at in ages, and there was so much spam in it, and so much of it was coming from all these crazy companies promising all this crazy web stuff and, and SEO stuff and uh, you know all sorts of things. I'm sure you get them too, but it's but it's it, it's it's so much. It's so pervasive that I thought that it's something we should talk about. Yeah, I feel like I get those emails and I just feel like I could never trust them. Whether they're asking to redo my website or do my SEO, and you can obviously tell that they're spam in bulk because they're targeting a marketing agency that on the homepage says they already offer these services. Right. So it's like- Why do they do that? Yeah, it, 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 it's ridiculous. You know, and I view outsourcing, I think we were discussing it, um, as like hiring to someone in a different country, far off, or hiring some huge, you know, hiring someone off an email, you know, something like that's kind of a little bit more outsourcing as opposed to, uh, I've talked to some businesses and they consider someone like you or I to be outsourcing. Um, and, and maybe it is, maybe on a smaller scale, but it's more personal, it's more local, and uh, it's someone that you can meet face-to-face -face with. So I, I don't really consider that as much outsourcing. It's just a different way to hire someone. So when you hire people, you either have an employee that works for you full-time, or you have employees that work part-time. Some of them work remotely. Some of them can work contracted. And that's where I think we fall into the thing. You know, people will, will either hire us part-time or, or they will hire us as a contractor. Um, for a time period or an ongoing as a retainer. And these are things I, that I don't think we consider to be outsourcing. These are more of an employee or client relationship as opposed to hiring a guy from India off an email to make your website. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, let's, so, so it's like both DJ and I run marketing companies. We both do web and content marketing and, and graphic design, all sorts of fun stuff. But it's like, I think let's let's try and look at it from the perspective of a customer, a small business, a corporation. It's it's like, there's a lot of things that, that a company knows they have a need for, but they probably can't afford a budget to hire somebody full time. It's like, so so I know that a lot of my clients look at me as, as like marketing outsource. I like augment their marketing department. And and that's that's kind of the niche of what I do. I'm, I'm I guess, I guess who I am is I'm a marketing director. Instead of working for one company, I work for lots of companies. And so what I do is, is I give them, you know, huge expertise, huge cost savings, huge time, time savings to get all this stuff done. But so I think if we look at from a customer's perspective, you know, they have a need, like say, say they think, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a, I don't know, I'm, I'm a 25 person corporation and, and our website needs some serious attention. So it's like often at that point, you know, they say, well, let's, let's hand it to, uh, to someone in-house to, to work on our website. And it's, and, and, and so sometimes it makes sense to task people or teams in-house. Sometimes it makes sense to hire somebody because you, you can see that the amount of work is so, is so much that it requires a dedicated person. 
And sometimes it makes sense to find, you know, somebody like us, a local agency that can help you and bring in serious expertise. So in, in that sense, you know, I know that both DJ and I, we are force multipliers and we're able to put a lot of bandwidth on something that might be a big distraction for your company. I think, so I think if you're a marketing professional and you're trying to get work, by the way, I agree, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I had a thought halfway through and I'm like, man, this, you know, if you're a marketing professional, you can make anything sound good. If you're any, any halfway decent at sales, you can make any option sound good. When I've talked and pitched companies that I've worked with, uh, sometimes I'll pitch the fact that I'm an all-in-one solution. You know, you're a small business, you, you can't afford to have someone full-time, you don't want to throw money in five different directions, I can handle everything all, all myself under one roof for you, and we can work together closely to do everything. And then other right. times, that's not at all what the business wants. They actually have a couple people as a marketing team. So instead, you have to now change your pitch to be, hey, I'm extraordinarily good at this thing that you need. It's social media, right? Or it's uh, being your web developer or whatever hole that they have in their team. I can do this one thing for you and it's way cheaper than hiring someone else to come in and do it full-time because you don't need a full-time person. You you know, it's mm -hmm. not gonna take that long. So I can save yeah, you tons of money. So there's just- right. often, often social media, you know, uh, companies look at it in, in such a minimal light that, oh, let's get an intern. Let's, let's throw it to this person and they could do it on the side with the 40 other tasks that we assign them. And it's like, that doesn't really do it justice, you know, but, but something, you know, it, it all depends what works for your company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that, that's kind of the pitching side of it, right? You kind of have to, when you're talking to a company or selling any product, you have to kind of talk to the person, whether it's selling a car or a website, and you have to find out how to close that sale. And I guess I'm talking a little more sales, but I have a really big sales background, right? So you, you build a relationship with the person, you get to know them on a personal level, then you, you make them want your product or see a need for it. And then there's the closing part of the sale. Even if they see a need or they want this product you're offering, um, and this helps businesses as well as marketing professionals here, you, this is just part of the sale process. You have to close the sale. And I did work with a company, um, well, I've, I'm thinking of a very specific one, that they were a uh, flotation therapy company. So you could lay down and float in these tanks of sea salt. Ooh, sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. And they were getting all sure. kinds of leads, all kinds of new customers coming in. They couldn't close sales. They needed someone in-house, me or someone else, and I just couldn't do it, right? I couldn't be there all the time for them in-house. But they needed someone in-house who could then turn these into paying customers because they were coming in on discounted samples, like to try it out for a discount. Um, but then they right. weren't signing up for the package, the ongoing. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, often something that's very, that's, that can be very hard for a company is lead generation. It's closing sales. It's hunting for sales. And often that's really hard to find a person that really understands your organization and works for you. So that's the perfect, that's a perfect example of outsourcing. We've often done uh, lead generation and that's where it's, it's like, it starts to blur the line. You know, am I part of your team? Am I a vendor that kind of does stuff for you? And, and it's like, I know that for me, our niche as a marketing agency is that we become a trusted partner because we prove ourselves with every little thing you need. And then we show you all the other things we can do. And before you know it, it's, it's like, you know, we're hanging out at company barbecues, you know what I mean? Because we just we become so integrated to the team and, and, and really that's, that's what we want to do because 
you know, as I, I, I know probably just like you as, as running a small business, like, like our marketing agencies are, you know, you crave that you want that you want to be part of teams, you want to be part of the wins, and not just be some vendor, you know, that's that's seen as somebody that just does some menial task every so often. So, so let's cover a couple of the, the perks of hiring someone. We don't have to call it outsourcing, right? Because I think outsourcing kind of has can have a bad ring to it. Or in our eyes, we, we see outsourcing sure. as going far away and working with someone you have no idea. But let's talk about the perks of hiring someone to work with on a contractor level or a part-time basis or working with someone like you or I. Um, what's the perks to that to a small business? And I think one of them is it saves you money. We're obviously less expensive than a full-time employee and that full-time employee usually can only do one type of thing, whatever it is they went to school for, whatever it is they're decent at. Um, yeah, and, and, and often often the company doesn't doesn't take any of that into consideration. They just think, well, you know, we'll hire somebody out of school, we'll pay them 30, 40 grand a year. You know, what we're saving them, and, and, and I, think the, I think some of the benefits are, number one, we're saving you employment costs. So if you hired somebody in-house just to do social media, you know, even if it's a part-time gig, it's, it's like there's there's cost of employment associated with that. And so by working with us as a subcontractor, you know, subcontractor, there's none of that. As well, what's what's a nifty perk of, of the services we provide is that it's not taxable. You know, by doing advertising marketing function, it's it's like, we you know, we don't have to charge sales tax for any of that stuff. So- And you it, get to it, write it, it off on your taxes. So- And you, and and you get to write it off as an expense. Exactly. And, and the company so, doesn't have to pay any kind of healthcare or any um, extra benefits right. as an employee, which is one of the perks of hiring someone or taking it outside of your company. And it's easier it's, and cleaner to hire people and let people go, um, which yes. isn't really a fun yeah, topic, but it is easier than having to go through the new hire process and all the paperwork for two or three weeks just to get them in-house, just to find out that they don't know what they're doing. Yes. And, and I think there's a lot of accountability with that. It's like, if I'm performing a function for a customer over time, you know, if I don't perform, you let me go. You know, it's a lot easier to do that. And again, it's it's on me to make sure that, that I am just, you know, doing everything in my power to solve your problems and to do everything I can. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's like, you know, as, as well as, you know, I have a saying in my company, it's it's like, you know, I don't have any employees. We partner with people. It's like, like I work with DJ, it's a 50-50 partnership. So every person that I work with is a stakeholder who cares just as much about your account as I do. Like even like working with a traditional larger advertising agency, you know, it's, it's like you're probably not getting that dedicated focus. I remember once, uh, you know, I was working for a corporation, Gosser, where probably 100 people in the company and we outsourced with a couple advertising agencies and they were big name agencies. And it's like every person I dealt with had the title of vice president. It's like, there's no way all those people were actual vice presidents and they weren't. It's like initially an agency like that will, you know, you know, you know, the, the A team will work with you, but then before long you get the B team and you get the interns who have a VP title. So there's a lot of agency games that they play with you and agencies are, you know, can be very expensive. And that early on in my career, I did a lot of agency management and I got to see all that. So I want to I want to cover kind of recap what you just went over there because we kind of covered like a pro and a con of hiring someone. So like the difference between you're going to hire someone you've decided why go with a smaller person or when to go with a larger company. And I think one of the perks of going with a smaller person is they're going to care about you a lot. You know who you're working with, you know the face and the name of the person. They're going to invest in you. Like you were just saying, you invest in the people that you work with and you and you care right. about them and their business. Now that's the perk. 
the con is that, uh, well, let's say it if you work with a larger, a big name, they, uh, I don't want to say that they're more accountable, but you can sue them easier, right? I mean, they, they will more than likely refund your money because they have uh, hundreds and hundreds of clients if something doesn't go wrong or doesn't work out or whatever it is you're having an issue with. That larger company is going to have a much easier time probably just sending you back some money and pushing you off the side and forgetting about you. As to where a smaller person is going to try to work with you to fix the problem or get or whatever it is, you know, or let's just talk nightmare scenario here. They run off with your money. You know, the small person right. takes your money. This is terrible. And I've seen it happen. Um, so, so we're moving into another area where it's like outsourcing, particularly out of country. It's, it's like, I can tell you a horror story. I, I worked with a, I worked with a client for years and did all this web work with them. He paid an, uh, an Indian company 15 grand to build an app that functioned online. It, you, you can kind of call it an app. It, it was, it was custom functionality that they provided. Well, the thing was, uh, number one, they never delivered the product. So he paid them 15 grand said, here's a development project. Make this, make this stuff work on my website. It took years. I, I mean, literally, this project dragged on for years and years and years, and they never delivered the product. And and not only that, they actually all the work that they did, they deployed themselves in India and became a competitor of this of this online retailer. So there's your horror story. It's like, so I'm a I'm a little company in Melbourne, Florida. It's like, how do I sue a company in India? if they broke their contract with me, if they didn't deliver what they promised. Stole your like, ideas and recreate the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's always a risk. And, exactly. And, and it's like, you know, that that's the that's the nightmare story. But it's like, you know, I can't sue a company in India. And, and you know, never mind. I've never been sued. I've never sued anybody. So it's just not my mindset. But it's like... The same here, you actually. You and me, I think, have been very lucky where neither one of us has ever been sued or ever had yeah. to sue someone, um, which is nice. But I think you you get what you put out you know you reap what you sow if you're really kind to people and good to people um you'll hopefully get that back that's the idea right you want to get that back oh of course um, yeah. and, and and that's kind of that accountability that's a local thing it's like i love local economies i love to spend locally i love to spend in my region i love to spend in the state of florida it's it's like when, when i choose vendors and things for what i need i try you know hey are, can i find it locally can i find it in the state of florida you know, at least it is in the United States. It's like, I do not like to outsource outside the States, even for, even for buying, you know, normal goods and services that we all buy to live, you know? And I think this goes beyond just uh, outsourcing or contracting work or finding someone close to work with, um, or even hiring an employee. The best way to go about this is to work with someone that you know, or someone uh, that knows someone that you know, you know, a connection, whether it's two connections out or three connections out, uh, a friend of a friend of a friend or someone, an employee that has a referral of someone else that they've worked with in the past or that they know. These, This is the way I like to hire people. So when I hire writers or I hire anyone to work for my marketing company to help out and assist with websites or anything, I always go first to friends, family, and then friends of friends and people that they recommend and refer. I don't like to put out a cold hiring sheet and hire someone from that I don't even know. You, know, you can, sometimes you have to yeah. do that. Sometimes yeah, I, do. I, I don't know how anybody hires like that, to be honest. It's like so much of what I do is referral based. It's knowing people. You know, I was I, I was uh, I still am a member of American Advertising Federation. We're connected to 1500 
at professionals just like us across the state of Florida and the Caribbean. And I was president of the Space Coast chapter, you know, a, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, so I know so many people, I have such a huge network of, of talented folks that I know and that I've worked with and they've proven them, you know, to me. So, so it's like, um, and that's the advantage of working with us, you know, as opposed to particularly hiring somebody, you may say, okay, I need somebody to write content and manage our social media and I want to hire them. And the problem is, you know, you're probably going to get someone with far less skill set and connections than I have, for instance, or DJ has, for instance. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's a huge benefit of working, you know, with an agency, you know, call it outsource, call it a vendor relationship. You know, we call it partnering, but it's like, I I think that's one of the biggest benefits. So often you can say, hey, this is an important position. We're going to hire somebody to do this. And the thing is, it's going to take them a while to get up to speed for you. You're going to have to train them and teach them to spend a lot of time until they get to that, you know, performance level that you were looking for. And often, you know, it's it's getting harder and harder to hire and retain people as well. So it's It's like... It's so hard to find good people, you know, and the process you go through and then to retain the good person. And then beyond that, that person caring about your business, you know, like right. it's the whole McDonald's thing, right? So they McDonald's hires a bunch of employees, all teenagers. They pay a minimum wage, and I'm not I'm not saying McDonald's does this. I'm just using this company as an example. They they have a high turnover of of people, right? This would be like a cliche or something you would. Yeah, I would imagine that's true. Yeah, you'd imagine yeah. something like this. Let's say any fast food restaurant, right? They tend to do this sort of thing. Even movie theaters, they sure. tend to do this sort of thing where they just oh yeah. These employees care nothing about their business, their minimum skill. They don't have any life skills yet. Um, and the company doesn't care. And, and that's just kind of people they're working with, right? And that's so, the last person who should be your social media spokesperson for your company. Right. You know? So, and the next level up is someone who went to college, who went to school, but they have no experience. And the next level after that right. is someone who actually has experience. Uh, maybe they didn't go to school, or maybe they did. Uh, but if they have an insane amount of experience and they know what they're doing, that's, you know, that's leaps and bounds better than someone who has been told how to do it, but's never actually practiced it. You know, they have good results and they can show you their results. Um, that matters yeah. more than anything really is. Yeah. And then typically it gets expensive. So, so that's where, you know, it's, it's like we come in with, with crazy experience doing these very specialized tasks. And, uh, and, and I think that's why the agency model works. I think the agency model also all, you know, doesn't scale. It's like it's very hard to be a large advertising agency and be effective. It's like, granted, you know, I don't work for Coca-Cola and BMW, you know, national global brands, you know, but it's like those big companies do have so much overhead. They're so expensive. I think that that's our niche and our, and our value prop, that, that it's like, you know, we, we have crazy amount of expertise in very specific skill sets that you can deploy at, at, at reasonable cost that beats employing somebody mm-hmm. yeah this is such an interesting topic you know i i guess the only word we, we could figure out to describe this was outsourcing or hiring people or but it's definitely something to talk about it's kind of hard to pin down you know exactly how you want to talk about it how you want to discuss it but i think we're doing a good job of covering uh, basically yeah, reputation you know working with people and reputation and uh you know what's right for your business you and i both specialize in small to mid-sized businesses so lots of these larger companies we were talking about in a previous episode um the ones that sell big software to help you manage everything um 
they were you call them enterprise moves right and they're like they're trying to work with a bunch of companies they want the companies to already have tons of money so they can charge them tons of money um and they don't care about a high turnover the same way we're talking about fast food restaurants high turnover it's okay in out and out tons of clients tons of money coming through the door so we can hire it out to all of our employees so we can scale and grow and become awesome that's way different than yours and my strategy or a small marketing agency or a small marketing boutique who works locally with people. Um, sometimes locally means more than your your area though. Sometimes it just means your country or people that you know locally or people that know people that, you know, referral based. You know, there's a little difference in that more personal relationship that when you call our cell phone, you know we're gonna pick up. You don't get that with a big company and that's why working with a smaller company might be a better option. You know, then you know that yeah. at least your stuff's being handled by a professional as opposed to you hiring a big company and them giving it to all their interns. Exactly. And it's like, you know, you know, we have to be responsive. If we're not responsive, if we're not transparent, it's like it doesn't work. And, and it's like, and, you know, and that's just how it works. And and what's cool is, you know, you can always tell, you know, are you are you working with uh, vendors, partners to, to do specific functions in your company? You know, is it working? It's like because when it isn't, it's it's like, you know, you need to change it up. Mm hmm. I don't know if I said this on one of our last episodes, but I'll say it again just in case, in case we have any new listeners. But I just had this funny thing happen recently where I built a website for somebody years ago, like two years ago, and I delivered it. And they were just like, thank you. And that was it. I never really found out. They, Do you want anything changed? Did you like it? Two years later, I got a phone, I got a text and, and then a phone call and they referred me to somebody. And that felt good. You know, that feels good when you get a referral like that. And then you find out, well, I guess they did like their website because obviously they sent a friend of theirs to me to get something similar. And that person liked that person's website because they called the person who made it. So that that's kind of cool. You know, I don't know how that really pertains to outsourcing, but it's kind of just a cool story. That's kind of what you're aiming for as a small marketing business. You want to build those relationships with people and you want it to happen faster than two years. But if you sow a bunch of seeds over the course of time, over the course, you know, it will start to pick up. And I, I know a lot of realtors work this way with yeah that, you know I'm, I'm very long-term focused it's it's like you know we we want to be a resource today i want to be a resource you know five ten years from now i have clients that are that, that we've worked together for over 20 years you know it's and and it's like and that that's your goal you know that's that's how we are that's how we think and you know not everybody thinks that way some people want quick immediate and they don't want those connections and relationships um you know but but others do. We sure do. I, sometimes I think that I care more more about the companies and brands that we work for and promote than the companies themselves because you know we're in the trenches, we're knee deep in it, and and we just it's just it's just the way we think about about a brand and a company that it's that it's like you know we put a lot of energy in it. We we live and breathe these things. Mm-hmm. Now I would like to cover another little quick story. Is I moved over here to St. Cloud about a year ago. So I'm right outside mm-hmm. Orlando here, and yep. I started. P- I, I like to walk in and meet businesses. I go on foot right. to see people sometimes. It could be the old vacuum salesman coming out in me uh, from five years of doing mm-hmm. that, you know, but I like to talk to people, meet them, shake their hand, uh, give them a business card or a flyer. I take their business cards. I, that's one of my favorite ways to, to find new clients and work with people. And I haven't actually been doing that recently. Right. Um, but there was a time when I first started my business where I did that three or four days a week um, until I got enough, enough going. And, in this time of doing this, I, I kind of come across people sometimes who've been really burned by someone. And they're like, yeah, I just paid this other guy who came in 
two grand to start on a website and it took three months and he never finished it and it's not even done. I have nothing to show for it. And you have to be able to then answer that. Why are you different? And I want to give you some tips right now, both for businesses and as a marketing professional, if this is you trying to overcome this obstacle of having to deal with people who ruin it for the rest of us. Right, people who take people's right. money and run or just suck at their jobs or they're just trying to look for a quick buck and they're not an actual professional. So there's a couple of ways to tell. First, is the person a business? Are they incorporated? You know, <laughs> are they a business? Do they have a website? Do they have professional looking business cards? Um, and you can even say, are they dressed nicely? You know, you, you right. Can... Did you find them on Craigslist? Right. Red flag. Uh, you should be able to tell looking at the person and then they should be an actual company. If you are a marketing professional trying to get work and you're trying to freelance, stop what you're doing and go incorporate yourself and set up your own website and get all your ducks in a row and set up your own social media and start getting people that you have worked with to review you. And then go present yourself to businesses so that they know that they can trust you and there's some accountability there. Setting up some accountability for yourself so that that business knows that they can trust you is the first step there. And if you're a business, look for those things. Uh, don't just hire someone who walks in, even if they look nice or they sound nice and they're sales pitching you. Do a little research on them. Uh, ask for their business cards. Ask for their website. Figure out who they are. Ask for referrals. You know, can you refer me to other people you currently work with or people you have worked with? And I know that you and me, Eric, if someone asks that question, we can just give them a whole sheet of people we work with currently and we have worked with and say, call any of them. Ask right, them about exactly. us. They'll have exactly. nice things to say. You know, That's... I just wanted to cover that because I think that's a, a really good, almost like an ending point for, for the episode. But like, I just feel that's something that should be covered. How, how do you know, how can you hire someone? Yeah, that, that is, that is great advice. And, and, and it's, and it's just right on, you know, it's, it's like, again, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I'm amazed in our space. There's just a lot of weird stuff. You know, we talk about web print work, graphic design, advertising, you know, SEO, digital marketing, there's, to me, I see so many amateurs in the space and it's just shocking. It's, it's like, um, you know, I, I was working with someone who's a marketing director mm -hmm. and they're like, pass me the file for the masthead of our newsletter. And I'm like, sure. So I designed all this beautiful stuff, passed them a Photoshop file that was, had everything editable where you can go in and change the text and change the colors to your heart's content. And she's like, Hey, I can't edit this file. So I'm like, well, you know, okay, you're a marketing director. You should know how to edit this, but you know, how can I help you? And so, so we're talking like, what, what app do you use? It's like, it's Photoshop. Okay. Uh, you know, so I'm like, you know, that Photoshop is like $54 a month. You know what I mean? For Adobe suite. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of not cheap. You know what I mean? But that's what I use. Um, anyway, long story short, it's, it's like, you know, you need to find people that know what they're doing and, and can you know, have done it before. Well, yeah. Whether you hire them internally like that or whether you, yeah. you outsource it on a small level and find local people to work with other businesses, business to business, or whether yeah. you, even if you do completely outsource it, hey, I'm not saying you can't outsource to India. I'm not saying you can't outsource right. to China. Yeah, exactly. if, if you know that company's good and someone else has used them before, that's good enough. You can use them. Yeah, knock, have... knock yourself up. Yeah. I, I think it's like rolling the dice whenever you go out, you know, out of country because it's like you have no control, you have no recourse. But right. but it's like um, what I was getting to with with this kind of Photoshop service. It was like then the question was like, hey, can you give me a, to a tutorial on Photoshop? And it's like the marketing like, director asked you that. Yeah, can you give me a tutorial? Yeah, 
Well, and it, and it's like I've been using Photoshop since 1992. You know, I have 10,000 flight hours in this application. It's like, I, I mean, I'm sure I could I could teach you and help you, but it's a crazy question. It's like, would you go into your would you go into your car mechanic and say, yeah, could you give me a tutorial on how to change my brakes? Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's kind of a, it's like, that's crazy. It's like, no, uh, there's a few things that I don't do. I'm, I'm, I can be a do-it-yourselfer, but I don't mess with my brakes. I don't mess with electricity. You know, I, you know, I, I don't try to, you know, you know, perform, you know, surgery on myself. There's a few things that it's just shocking that, it, that it's like, you know, to me, that kind of blows my mind. It's like, no, I, I would never ask a professional to hey, can you show me how to do this so that I don't have to pay you. It's just kind of like, it's just really weird, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's a slap in the face, you know, it's like, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's just kind of the state of, of how it is. And it's always been like that. I've been building the web for money since 1994. So it's like, there's always something, some amateur, you know, aspect to it. It's like, yeah, Eric, Hey, uh, you know, we were thinking about getting you to build a website, but instead I gave it to my nephew for 500 bucks and it's going to be great. And it's like, okay, that's okay, sure it is. Know? <laughs> your nephew's be... a great kid, but it's, but it's like, you know, you know, it's, we're going to get different products and that's okay, but it's, uh... yeah, you, you do get what you pay for. And I've, I've encountered that. Like we both have many times where someone does hire their nephew or some college yeah, cousin or someone, or, you know, they hire someone to do it. And that person might be able to deliver you. Let's use website as an example or social media, whatever they deliver a product and it looks good on the surface. Um, and you're like, that's what I wanted. But if you look a little deeper at it, or you talk to a marketing professional or someone who has been in the space for a long time, who does this professionally, or even talk to that person 10 years in the future and come back and ask them. And they'll tell you uh, they were missing a lot of skills. There's a lot more depth to what they just built. So you example of a website, did they search engine optimize it? Is it mobile friendly? Is it responsive? Is their website security on it? Does it take backups? Um, there's so much. Where'd you get the images from? Are they going to be copyrighted? Yeah. There's did so you think much about accessibility. Are you going to get a lawsuit because someone, you know, can't use a function on your website? It's like all this stuff is real issues that we deal with every single day because mm -hmm. this, is, this is what we do. It's our field, you know? So sometimes stepping it up to and using a professional, I would say always using a professional is a good idea if you can. Um, you know, there's yeah, a difference. If you're, if you're, you're skilled running... in something, yeah, you know, knock yourself out, you know, but but it's but it's like, um, uh, I, I think it's an easy case to make for the products that we that we provide and services we provide. And, and you know, that, that's kind of the nature of the world, but. I think it comes down to valuing yourself and valuing your business. So a really easy example would be someone and knowing what you need. Uh, if you have, you know, a young college student who's trying to start their own online store and they knit stuff um, or they make masks, they make custom COVID masks, right? And they just okay. want to sell them on their own little website. That's a great person to go find a friend to make them a little website because they're not totally. going to, that's perfect. That's, that's what you want to do. If that's you, then by all means, I don't, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but by all means, go do that. Um, if that's not you and you're an actual business and you want to, you're going to make this business your livelihood, or it's just a really important idea and you're, you know, you're a real business, you're incorporated and you need to put on a professional front and you need to understand you're going to get what you pay for and you need your company to be represented well and you need to have some accountability there. You need to work with people who are going to put you, set you up on the right track and help you get going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that, especially in turbulent days that w that we live in, like right now, that they're thinking, "Hey, how can I start up a business on my own? You know, how can I do it effectively? 
and 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 certainly you should be looking for marketing help. So so it's like you know I'm, if that's you, I'm glad you found our site, and I hope that you glean some wisdom from all the stuff that we're talking about. It's it's like um, I you know sometimes you know maybe I'm a snob. It's it's like I like to work for you know uh, fifty to two hundred fifty person corporations. You know it's like that's kind of my niche. So. So I don't want to begrudge anybody who uses Craigslist as the only as that's how they market their business. If it works for you, that's awesome. You know, it's true. And lots of the marketing topics and stuff we discuss can be used at any level, um, especially when we start talking social media or SEO or little things you could do sometimes. Um, any one of these tools you could use, no matter the scale or size of your business. Um, and and I'm not saying you know again we don't judge any sex right. business exactly. But if any it's a business- hobby. That's fine. If it's a podcast, that's fine. If it's a little tiny store that you're just selling a certain thing, that is awesome. And hopefully you can be very successful with it. But I think what we're talking about today is we're aiming our discussion a little bit more at small to mid-sized businesses where this is their livelihood, where they're building something that uh, is, they're going to have employees. We're talking about having employees here. We're not talking about you know, being a one-man show per se. We're saying you've got two to three, 10 employees, 20 employees. You're I think that that everybody has to come up with that question. Can I do this task in-house or do I need to hire someone or do I need to get an employee to do this function? So it's like when you talk about sales and marketing, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, can I manage this? Am, you know, am I being, am I successful at it? You know, uh, is, has my business stalled? It's like often that's why people come to us because, because, because something's broken. You know, if everything you're doing to market your your one man show or your you know uh, you know thousand employee corporation, if everything you're doing is marketing, obviously working, you know, obviously you don't need to reach out to us and get help. But it, so so it's so it's like again, it's it's like um, you know the question is you know outsourcing. When do I need to do it and how can I do it effectively? So I, th- I think we talked about a few points and some pitfalls and things to avoid. I think ultimately. You know, if you can find someone locally that can help you, that's a great place to start. It is, yep. And then, like we said, do a little background research on them. Ask them to help you do the background research to just get reviews of them in some fashion, verbal or online or anything. You know, and, and work yeah, with the... work with people that are also businesses. That's a big step. So you know, yeah, it's... that's kind of a messaging slogan that I use. It's it's like we help you navigate the ad and marketing world. Because you know we know so many ways to to get results, that, and and it can be a very confusing marketplace to try and find someone to help you. Yep. Well, that's the point of the podcast. You know, hopefully, yeah. uh, with each episode, you can learn a few tips. Hopefully, you pick something out that is helpful to you in your business or you as a marketing professional. Hopefully, we can help you. Hopefully, the people we have on the show um, can can also pass some wisdom your way. And if, you, if you'd like anything specific answered, or you have questions about something we, we covered in any episode, uh, even at a later date, if you're going back and listening to old episodes, feel free to bring up those topics and ask us anything. Tell us a little bit about your business or challenges that you're facing, and we'll cover them on air for you. We'll, we'll write you back as well. You can reach us at marketingmasterspodcast at gmail.com. That link is also in the show notes of every episode. And very soon, we're going to have a website that you guys can also reach us on. It's already in the works. We'll have that up and running soon for you guys um, and a Patreon as well. We're going to have a lot of ways for you guys to visit us, to support the show, to learn more, and uh, and also some hopefully some awesome resources that you can kind of go to outside of our show uh, via our website and other ways. So you can continue to learn beyond the weekly episodes. 
so until next time, Eric, we're getting out of here. Stay safe, everyone. Right. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Okay.